0: The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, invites you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. This is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Before we begin my husband's message, Let me remind you of our church website at www.shiarjashub.org where you will find information about our church and services as well as a library of radio programs for serious Bible study. Shiarjashub is spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Here now is the author of The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo.
1: In this section of the Heavenly Authority series, we started to speak about the gifts, the offices, and the workings, and the proper foundation was to go back and discuss the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the gifts that God gives to those who believe and his son, Christ Jesus. And with that background, we want to study and begin a study in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. A note about this church, as you're looking that up, let me go back and read from the beginning of the letter, 1 Corinthians in chapter 1. Paul says to them in verse 4, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that, and this is verse 7, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he tells this church that they come short in no gift, and that word there for gift is charisma in the Greek. It means a gift of grace, a spiritual endowment, a free gift, a gift involving grace, obviously where God is the donor. He gives these endowments upon his believers by the operation of the Holy Spirit in the individual's life and in the church. This is a miraculous faculty, a miraculous power, a miraculous ability that God gives, charisma, a gift, a gift of grace. And he tells them they have come short of no gift. So as far as the operations we've been speaking about in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this church at Corinth has all the manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you notice the goal when he says that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, that God will keep you, confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the problems with the church at Corinth is that they lose sight of the goal that they are to be made blameless in the Lord Jesus Christ. They have the gifts, but they forget why God gives these tools to them that they might become blameless. We'll speak more about the purposes in the church of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Paul commends them because God has given them these spiritual gifts, and they have been open to receive these gifts. Nowhere in the epistle does Paul try to eliminate these gifts. Rather, he wants them to be mature. He wants them to be mature in their use, remembering the goal of God's will— that they be made blameless. So the purpose of the letter of Corinth is not to discourage them, but rather to mature them. They ought to have the gifts. He commends them for having the gifts, but the purpose of the gifts is not just to have this ability or this feeling or being showered with God's presence or the ability for healing or discernment or whatever the gifts are. The end result is to become like Jesus, to change, to have a pure body of Christ. So he does not stop them or in any place discourage them in the gifts. Rather, he commends them to have the gifts of the Spirit, but he wants them to grow up. He wants them to use these gifts and to be in the place they should be the proper way. Let's look at chapter 12 and verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. God wants his people to know about the things, the gifts of the Spirit. Two, you know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And obviously he means they say it and mean it. What is he speaking about here? You know, we come out of a secular society, uh, a materialistic society. Uh, so in our time, there really is not this grasp of spiritual realms. But if you go back into the time that Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth, you had a lot of paganism. Even as today you have the rise of New Age religions and New Age occultism. In Paul's day, uh, there, were, there was pagan worship, idol worship. What does he say here? Dumb idols, however you were led. They would worship statues. They would worship the works of their hands. And in so doing, they opened themselves up to demonism and the occult. And they would see results from the occult. You know, there are people that practice witchcraft that speak in tongues, they have a certain language. They go into trances and they have they come out it comes out with a tongue. Well, they're possessed by demons, unclean spirits. And that's one of the reasons when the Pentecostal movement started that some of your non-Pentecostal groups said, gee, this must be of the devil. Look, they're talking in tongues like those demonic occult groups. But it's a totally different thing, totally different experience. One is being saturated in the Holy Spirit of God. One is being some person that's into the occult, into the afterlife, and you see a lot of that now, right, on TV. You see people that contact the dead and they try to talk to dead relatives. Mediums, witchcraft, spiritism was all, in, in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, is seen as evil and of the devil. And yet that's popping up in our society as well. Well, that was prominent back in the time of Paul. These people and their paganism had supernatural experiences. There have been people that have testified going to um, India, and they've seen gurus who can levitate themselves. Um, They have power, some type of power, from demonic forces. Some of them are charlatans, some of it is just plain magic, you know, uh, sleight of hand, and some of it is demonic empowerment. These people were familiar in their society with manifestations of supernatural events. And it's hard for us to understand it coming out of secular, humanistic, materialistic American culture. And Paul is saying to these people who are questioning, they're saying, well, we have these gifts. How do we know? How do we know um, that we're really doing this by the Lord? Which is a question of a lot of Baptists when they see Pentecostal Christians and they see healings and they see signs and wonders and they hear tongues and they hear interpretation of tongues. How do we know where it's coming from, it's a supernatural event. And Paul tells them clearly here, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And there's the answer now. He's saying, says it and means it. By implication, in other words, this is not just saying Lord, Lord, or putting on a show. Paul's not speaking about that. He's speaking to sincere believers, asking the question, how do we know? And he's saying, if you're saying Jesus is Lord, the only way you can say that is because, and you mean it, the Holy Spirit's inside of you. The Holy Spirit has shown you Jesus Christ. You've accepted Jesus Christ. You want him to be your Lord and your Savior. The Holy Spirit inside of you is not going to allow demons to give you gifts. The gifts you are now experiencing, just like when Peter and John said to the lame man, get up and walk. As they went out and signs and wonders followed them, it was because the Holy Spirit was in them. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. So, on the other hand, if you see somebody doing something, and you know when the Antichrist comes, there will be signs done by the false prophets, signs and wonders. But they will be saying Jesus is accursed. They will be saying Jesus is not the only Son of God. Jesus is not the only way to the Father. His sacrifice is not the way that buys you salvation. But Jesus Christ will not be Lord. And so any sign and wonder that's done, if Jesus is accursed, you know it's not coming from the Holy Spirit, it's coming from the devil, from demonic sources. And it's very simple. Jesus said, if a tree is good, it will produce good fruit. If a tree is bad, it produces bad fruit. You know it by the fruit it bears. If you love Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God is in you. He tells them you can rest and be assured that you're being gifted. This, these charisma that Paul's saying we have and now you have is coming from the Spirit of God because you love Jesus Christ. And if someone does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what sign you see, it's not coming from the Holy Spirit. So do not be deceived. There's a spiritual battle. We, we can handle battles in this world. We can handle the idea of our troops in Iraq against the forces of the terrorists. And we can understand battles that go on in the physical realm. What we don't understand many times is that what is unseen is actually larger in scope and more powerful and more directly impacts our life than the scene. One of the parts of the early Christian creeds is that God was the maker of the seen and the unseen. There are unseen realms, and there is a battle going on in unseen places. The majority of people are in this well of not understanding anything about spiritual things, but they're impacted by it day in and day out. They only see what they see and hear what they hear. They don't understand there's a spiritual realm. And then as you come out of that pit, you have on both sides those who know there is a spiritual realm. You have those that believe in Jesus Christ that are filled with his spirit and that are gifted from God. And then you have those that are against God. They're in the enemy, Satan. They rebel against God. And they're open to spiritual power too, but their power is not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. And this battle going on in heavenly realms, as we pray, as we open the doors for the power of God's kingdom to come, we influence that battle just like those who do their occult practices and their curses they see some results because they're given over to satan and so satan can work through them and his minions can work through them and the vast populations in that well in the middle not understanding not knowing the battle the unseen battle that's going on that the bible declares to us so we have clarity here in this section as to where the gifts are from.
0: Pastor Greg's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and other sites where books are sold. For more information, go to pastorgregscalzo.com. And remember, you can hear this program and hundreds of other Bible study programs and find directions to our 10 a.m. Sunday service at shiarjashub.org. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.